Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we We welcome you. you. Hello! Welcome to Technical Difficulties. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we got the audio working, and that was the important part. And then yes. I didn't have anything else ready. <laughs> it's okay. <sighs> it's not It's not your fault. It's, you know, technical issues. But luckily, we had Stamets yes. and Tilly on our side. Yep. So, in other words, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were saying it's actually a pretty good analog. <laughs> it seems like it's pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, pretty close. So, yes. So we got our, our audio up and running, which I don't even know what caused that. It's fixed. So that's an important thing. Uh, and uh, it's it's today is um, Scavenger Day. No, uh, we're reviewing <laughs> Scavengers from Discovery. I don't know. Today is the day that we could have gone and used the pieces from that thing to maybe fix whatever our audio problem was. That, that yeah. junkyard of stuff. Had a so, lot of stuff. A lot yeah. of stuff. Saw a Klingon badge in there. Yeah, that's true. So, and we saw a lot of just Discovery era badges for some reason, which you'd think there'd be more, you know, TNG or maybe some other future badge. I don't know. That would have been cool to see other badges, like other well, other eras. Maybe when we finally get to meet Osira, we'll see other things. I don't know, maybe. but you know she's coming. Know you know. Oh yeah. I oh, guess. she's coming. She's coming. I guess Come they on. wouldn't name drop her and then not show her without it being somebody in the. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they um, named her, she's coming. Yeah, she's she's check off Osira. Yes, <laughs> she has to show exactly. Up at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh yes. Uh, before we go into the episode, let's we've got some Star Trek news to talk about this week. Indeed, we do. Uh, oh, and I, there is one thing I was going to upload. Well, we'll do that while we're talking. Uh, the for, first thing is, I think probably we should talk about uh, Herb Solo passed away. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah, that was that was a blow. Yeah, Herb Solo is the person who helped pitch and and basically keep star trek on track um and with the network and you saw him at the end of every episode his name on top mm-hmm. of the uh the the the, the <laughs> what is it the what, what are they called the, uh it's baylock's puppets i don't know did it have yeah, a name yeah i don't know that it had a name i can't remember but so, yeah it's a puppet yeah uh but it was that was always creeped me out so I think mm-hmm. in my head when I was a kid, I, I associated Herb Solo and something really scary <laughs> together. I met Herb Solo like a long oh. time ago. Yeah, just very briefly. It was one of those. I don't think I appreciated it at the time. I think I would have mm. spent more more energy like talking and and trying to to soak up his knowledge <laughs> and everything if I had. Um, but yeah, he uh, he worked in that. He also. Um, he was the executive in charge for the two seasons once he the show started. And he eventually went on to do like The Man from Atlantis. I think he produced a couple of other Roddenberry productions. And yeah, 
So I watched Man from Atlantis when I was a kid. Boy, Patrick Duffy was young. Yes. He was very good looking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah he um Man from Atlantis is one of those shows that I've w- went back and watched recently and it's just like this isn't bad if it's I mean yeah, there's some 70s stuff in there that you're like okay that wouldn't we wouldn't do that that way today or yeah. just a little too too cheesy but if you compare it to like the six million dollar man and Wonder Woman and stuff there's no reason why that couldn't have got more airtime mm-hmm. so, I agree but yeah so unfortunately we have lost Herb Solo um. We have uh, Anson Mount made an announcement. He uh, he tw- teased it on Twitter. And if you're a person who works in Star Trek as like a show that's coming out soon and you tease something, it probably should be about Star Trek. Because otherwise, people might like give up their morning just because they knew that they might have some news to find out that it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, that person might be me. I don't know. <laughs> okay no, well i guess uh, each person has a different definition of what a big deal is so that's fine no, no i don't know <laughs> uh well it's interesting it he has decided that he's he's joining or he was he asked or did he ask to join he was invited he was, he was invited, invited mm-hmm. to join uh the uh messaging of extraterrestrial intelligence medi uh so he is while playing a starship captain looking for life. He is also actively sending out a hail in real life to try and find aliens. So mm-hmm. it was for me, it was just like, Oh, that's an unusual setting of expectations that got flipped. Uh, but definitely had people. I think if he hadn't done that, people wouldn't have paid as much attention. So, yeah, I'm not sure that he did that purposely because he knew it would get a lot of eyes on it or whether he just was excited about it. I, I couldn't say he's not he like the kind uh, of person who could be just excited about it. I think he was just excited about it. Yeah. He's not a disingenuous person from no, no, no. listening he's to not his the only Star Trek person such. who's like yeah. involved in this sort of thing. We also have like for the planetary society, uh, I believe that Jerry Ryan and what is wrong with my brain? Um, the doctor from Voyager. Picardo, Robert Picardo. Yeah, Robert Picardo it are kind of on the board of directors for that, uh, for mm-hmm. Planetary Society. So, and we, of course, had uh, Nichelle Nichols in the 70s, who was a big proponent for NASA. So there's there, there's not, there's a, you know, a real precedent for Star Trek actors being part of this, which is good because yeah. they bring the excitement and, and people into it that know it from the fictional ends of things. And then other people you know it's just the same reason that star trek inspires people to become scientists yes well and i think a lot of people who have worked on star trek still have a passion for science even outside of that role so you know it's it actually seemed like a good fit to me and the thing that i hate most about it are the trolls are going oh you've got an actor who joined you know what you don't know anson mount you don't know right. what he does in his free time. He's a very intelligent person, both emotionally and mentally. And you can just bite me, okay? You don't get to like, judge what a person does with the right. rest of their life just because they're an actor. Well, and <laughs> actors, if you know, if you are familiar with like working actors and stuff, they can't just do that mostly. I mean, that has to be like, it's part of their lives, but some people have other things they have to do. Or like yeah. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow from Friends was like she's a 
has like three degrees or something like that. She's like a crazy smart person. So, mm -hmm. which is ironic given the character that she played. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. And the same people who say about politics, oh, they should stay out of politics. Well, then you should stay out of politics too. You know, yeah. just you're a random person on the internet. You have even less reason for me to listen to you. Yeah. I've never understood that. Never yeah. once. I just thought, wait, um, they're citizens of this country and they pay taxes. Mm -hmm. They vote. Therefore, they can talk about politics. I think so. You would think so. Yep. Anyway, whatever. Oh. Uh, and then this is sort of a like history of, of news. Uh, 14 years ago, I think it was 14 years ago today, the uh, animated series first came out on DVD. Oh, and wow. I found, found, yeah. And I found a screenshot from Star Trek.com from 2006. And it is a very different looking site. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love that you have Adobe Flash Player is blocked because <laughs> I don't think the ad would have shown up anyway. But it was hilarious. <laughs> That's great. So they I have love their, it. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, this was, uh, this is when most people think, oh, it became canon. It never was not canon. But it was this is canon. when it was put out on DVD. But it was also the first series to ever have been put out in total to begin with. It was on Laserdisc mm -hmm. and then it came to videotapes. But you had to buy all of the other series piecemeal. Like $50 mm -hmm. a cassette in the 80s or something. It was insane. Um, and the cassette had like, what, two, three episodes? Two episodes. On it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Like, um, I wish I had the, well, I, I did not buy any at the time because I just recorded them off the, the VCR. And I was like, oh, why don't you get them? I'm like, you know, no. I feel like one day there, there's going to be some way that you can get more of them at the same time for a less price. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and 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 you won out with that. You waited, and it paid off. Yeah, yep. And what's great is I own them, but I also don't even have to pull them out if I don't need want to. I can just stream them. I know. Sometimes it just it just depends because the my internet, as you well know, is sometimes <laughs> eh. So, uh, judging by the many times I've frozen, you should have frozen show. right there. That would have been hilarious. I know. The internet great. frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's nice for me to just put a disc in. Besides, I like having yeah. the discs because special features. Oh, I yeah. love me some special features. Yeah, that's the one thing I would say that I was disappointed in the Blu-ray of of the animated series because everything looks mm -hmm. much crisper. Because you think, oh, it's a cartoon. What does it matter? It really does. It, the sharpness really adds to it. And except all of the special features are the exact same ones from the DVD that aren't even upscaled. So they're just sort oh. of like mushy. You know, it's like, all right, it looks better on the DVD. And the DVD packaging was pretty awesome. In fact, I might actually have it. Hmm. Oh, I get to see it. <laughs> I thought I had it on my shelf. But <laughs> I was going to bring it out. Uh, nice. But yeah, it's it, it's uh, kind of this white clamshell with a transparent orange delta and stuff. That we Ooh. pulled some of that colors for the the book, actually. So, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that was uh, fourteen years ago in two thousand six. Wow. Yeah. I was in my thirties then. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah <laughs> I was thirty six. Is that right? No. Yes. Wow. That just seems like forever ago. I was 33. <laughs> oh, the halcyon yep. days of my 30s. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like in some ways I'm healthier now than I was, although I definitely was thinner then. <laughs> like I just trade the the body shape for the and the uh, just remix some of the things together. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, so, it's all good. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, so that's the news of the week. Uh, and do we want to talk about the the thing that's coming up on Friday now, or do you want to wait to the end? I mean, we talked; it's been announced. So, well, it's up to you. We could talk about it now. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, it. You've already, you've, you've already brought it up, so let's talk about it. Yeah, now. that's true. So, yeah. uh, if you've been watching our our Instagrams and our Twitters and all that, uh, we are having a podcasters roundtable. Essentially, it's called the Trexgiving Holodeck Hangout, and I have a graphic for that. Uh, do, 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 there, um, and we have a bunch of really great podcasters joining us. Um, we might not all be there at the same time, but the idea is it's just sort of a drop-in that is like you're coming to a party that you have to bring a mic and camera for, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and you can't eat anything that's on the table if you don't have it in front of you. So it's just like a party. Other than that, no. Uh, it is, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we've got Kennedy Allen from Women at Warp, Jesse Gender, uh, Bruce Gibson and Dan Gunther from Positively Trek, uh aaron harvey and brandy jackola i never heard of them i don't i don't know uh, who invited them i don't know <laughs> awkward uh ket walski uh grace moore also from women at warp uh larry nemechek dr trek who i don't think really needs much of an introduction to most people listening to this uh steve shives and bill smith from some trek geeks network i don't know mm. Never heard of I that one like either. Hmm. We maybe we could put a podcast on that network. That might be kind of cool. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. We got to get in yeah. touch with that Bill guy. See what he can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're going to. It's noon to three the day after Thanksgiving, and it is uh, just going to. It's all of us talking, and we've got the chat room. And what's really cool is we're being sponsored by Fansets, which. Uh, the, our show here is also sponsored by them and you can get 15% off if you go to uh, their site and put in the, the code uh, infinite Trek. Uh, and we are, have been given a bunch of pins to give away. So I am super excited. Um, I have to I do. Yeah. We're going to do some trivia and we'll give, give that out to the audience. Uh, my friend and uh co-producer of Night Shift, Ian Carroll, is going to be our moderator in the chat room. So I, I secured that, too, because we uh, we definitely want somebody there to help figure out who who answered first or and also, you know, to guard against spam. And, trolls. Uh, yeah, trolls. <laughs> I, I was watching one uh, YouTube channel the other day, and it was just like suddenly it was just message after message for like, buy these sunglasses. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, so the person's like, blump, 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 trying to close them as they pop up. And so <laughs> that was fun. And they finally blocked it. And then another bot of the same thing came in and just, just like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're also being sponsored by Trek Geeks, Outpost 13, and Portal 47. So Very that, cool. they're all, yeah, giving us support. And we're going to be broadcasting over um, uh, Twitter. Instagram and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And then later it will be rerun here on Outpost 13. And if Very you cool. want any more information, you can go to trekalliance.org. And that is our the group that we've kind of created for all of us coming together occasionally and and kind of being a group and podcasting. 
Yeah. yeah. And if this works out well, I'm fingers crossed. I would like to make this sort of a, a regular thing. I don't know what the regularity will be, but maybe once a quarter or every other month or something like that. So, Fun. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. we can figure out something to tie it to once a quarter. Oh yeah, no, I'm I've I've got tons of like ideas of just for. Of subjects. course you do. Like, of course you do. <laughs> well, you know, we can do uh, starships, and then get like the people who like to really nerd out and and talk about the, the starship details, the art of Star Trek, because there's a lot of podcasters who also do artwork. Um, yeah. Then we've got, you know, women of Trek. So we can bring in women at warp and a bunch of other people. We've got gay and lesbian issues. There's just there's just a lot of buckets that we can bring in, which is cool because it's not just you and me talking. It's yeah. a bunch of people and a lot of different viewpoints. It's sort of like mushing together the unready room and this show and four other shows and, <laughs> and coming up with this brand new thing. Kind of like a it's almost like a federation of podcasters. Imagine that. But it's not that because I, I think somebody else used that. <laughs> um, oh, well. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, join us Friday the 27th from noon to 3 Pacific uh, and hang out and maybe win some pins. Ooh. And when he says a bunch, he's not kidding. He told me oh, yeah. how many there were and I about fell on the floor. Yeah. So. There is, uh, it was one of those like, okay, now I have to, it's not just like here are four pins and that'll be easy to monitor. Now it's just like, how, what, okay, how many times are we going to have to do trivia to, to, to hand these out? <laughs> I may also be giving away one of my books. Ooh. That's, yes, that's the, uh, the other thing that we've talked about, so. Uh, I already have your animated series. I know, that's, so uh, that was I the reason, like, how, many, how many people actually have it, so. Uh, I guess if they, if you don't have it and you want to win it, then that would be cool. <laughs> it's a real, guys, you want to win it. Take it from someone who is not just blowing smoke up Aaron's butt. You need this book. <laughs> Thank you. I like Dave the Mod, Battle of the Star Trek Adjacent Stars. <laughs> I feel that, Dave, and I'm going to use that. Oh my God. That's why I married him. Is it oh, things like that? He yeah. makes me laugh and smile every single day of our lives. <laughs> That's great. Yes, it uh, is. That is so fun. Uh, oh, we also had somebody tweet um, that we are this group of people is are the captains of the positive. Which I thought Ooh. was really nice to hear. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. that's cool. Like, I'll take that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm not here to tear try. people down. Yeah. yeah. It's, so. uh, it's very cool. Very nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, shall we move into our review of Scavengers? Let's <laughs> of maybe not as positive. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> the one who's in the minority this time because I saw things a lot differently than other people seem to have. Huh. Okay. Well, that's good. I think for like, if I just give my little brief overall thing is that yeah. the, the parts are greater than the whole instead of the reverse where it's sometimes like the whole is greater than the parts. There are a lot of great moments, but mm -hmm. there's also a big chunk of plot that could have come out of literally like hundreds of television shows with the only change being that the person who was, they were saving actually lived. <laughs> the other, you know, that is like, well, okay, that was a twist. I guess the Andorian survived. Great. Otherwise, yeah. it felt like it was we were going after a MacGuffin thing that's going to fix the other MacGuffin. And then we got. Oh, yeah. And then we'll go through this. But I also have lots of thoughts about book 
Booker and uh, Michael. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I've been holding that all in all week. So <laughs> okay. Dump it out. All right. Just vomit right. it out all over me. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we probably should explain a little bit just for people. I'm, I, I don't know if we really need to, how, how much review we need to do because people listening to this show have obviously already seen the episode. Yes. So. And if but they have a wire, they review is that the discovery is getting refitted and they are getting all sorts of cool new gadgets. Uh, <laughs> Michael has got a message from uh, Booker that he's being held captive while he was looking for what, what do you call a black box? That was, it was like the revelation that the, that the, the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the burn had an origin point. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody actually thought that it literally just came from everywhere at once. It had, if it came from someone, it had to come from something. Well, right. I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt like a, a big reveal for something that wasn't really that interesting. Well, the way that it's been presented to us thus far has been that all ships at warp with dilithium warp cores exploded at the same time. Right. And I feel like if there is a difference in time of where when it started, that that is going to be, you know, like microseconds. But it's still going to be a difference instead of everything happening at once. Right. So that means I, I imagine that wouldn't you think that if you were in this world in in the world of the, the thirty second century, thirty thirtieth century at that point, I guess. Thirty um, uh, second century. No, but I mean when it happened because it was. Oh, when it's happened, thirtieth century. Well, it was what one hundred and twenty ish years. Yeah. So, yeah. So not not well, right now, but like a hundred years before what we're plus we're watching. So it was thirty sixty thereabouts because it's okay. thirty one eighty eight now. So it's around thirty sixty eight that it happened. Okay. Yeah. So the thirty first century. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, actually, it's thirty one eighty nine now. It was thirty one eighty eight oh. when Michael got there. It's thirty one eighty nine now. Oh, all right. Well. It, it's roughly it's it's way closer to that than any further <laughs> point. So their science is that much more advanced. I don't believe that anybody when this happened would have been. Oh, it happened all at one time. I mean, I would think that they they're monitoring, which clearly that's what these black boxes are. Would have have been. Oh, there there was an origin point, but it's just so microscopic. And maybe you know, th this is the one thing that that kind of is weird to me is like they if they could just talk to all these people, they probably could figure it out. I mean, if, what if we had a ship that could like appear anywhere and like fix the relay system of communications? I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh wait, we do. <laughs> that was, that should be the very first priority is to reestablish subspace communications with everybody. Yeah. But I kind of understand why they haven't done that yet because when they, of situations <laughs> no that's not what i'm saying they have a lot of fires that they're still pulling out putting out not pulling yeah. out and <laughs> discovery is their only ship that can get there instantaneously and if something happens in the beta quadrant you know discovery is the only ship that's going to be able to get there and what if they can't get in touch with her because she's too far away fixing relays so i'm just saying but, uh, that yeah, there's a slight bit of logic to that plus the Federation and Starfleet are still in the mindset of they've been in triage for a really long time and they are not yet used to the fact 
that they have this resource that can help them with their communication problems. But they literally bring it up every episode that we've seen them. So that's kind of like where, like, why, why isn't someone on the ship even said, hey, you know what? We could do that because the NX-01 built the original, like, subspace relays. If they can do it, then, you know. And they could also start to have done it with just the ships they have. I don't know. It, it feels like they're like, yeah, it's triage, but it's 120 years later. That's a lot of triage for a really long time. Well, yeah, because they've basically been under siege. I mean, they have to hide in a distortion field. I guess. So. I don't know. I feel like, and there's not a lot of goodwill towards the Federation. That's true. Yeah. So they might somebody might just destroy the 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 buoys as soon as they put them up. Yeah, that's, that's also possible. my thought. That yeah. was also another thought that yeah. I had. And they would be going into space where they have no idea what to expect. All so. they had to do is have like a line about that, though. They're like, "Oh, we can help you with that." Uh, here's why we don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Maybe the there was a line and it was cut for time. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> well, that that's what's weird to me that. Episode five and six seems like they're they were both pitched as an episode to be the same thing and had different directions slightly. And one had Michael, you know, uh, learning the lesson. And so did the other one, but with a different outcome. And then they decided to shoot both of them, even though they kind of don't. I mean, I'm sure that's not what happened, but it feels like we covered a lot of ground that we did the week before. But then people took the opposite viewpoint. Mm. I don't know. I felt like this covered different ground because we didn't have Adira in the last episode. Well, and... no, yes, yeah, sorry. I meant the Michael overall. Okay, Michael the Michael stuff. Line. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, Michael is still trying to figure out, in, I, in her mind, she's trying to figure out how she fits in. And she is, you know, she a few episodes ago was ambivalent about accepting the first officer job. Yeah. And I'm just saying that. <laughs> she also apparently kind of is staying... still roommates with Tilly. So she might have reservations about that. <laughs> no, I don't No one's. She's never going to have reservations about being roommates with Tilly. No, because know, Tilly I'm... is her best friend in the I'm... world. Well, is she still? Yes. Okay. She is. She is. Their friendship may have changed and evolved, but they're still besties. Okay. Because cake is eternal. <laughs> it is. It is. Chocolate chip cookies so. more so, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it depends on the chocolate chip, really. Yeah. Well, the and cake the depends on too. It's like there's a pretty bad cake. Well. Too. Ooh, sorry. For me, it's um, it's yellow cake, chocolate frosting. It's the only way to go. Nice. But that's just my own personal favorite. Oh, now I you're get every once in a while cake. on my birthday. Yeah, I get a a, <laughs> a a kind of a yellow cake with like a raspberry filling and chocolate. <laughs> oh, you don't like raspberry? Okay. No, I'm allergic to raspberry. Oh, they will well, kill me. Would... <laughs> hey, this is this is like the episode of. Uh, of um, lower decks when they he was trying to figure out what what cookies to bring the captain. It's like mm -hmm. raspberries. She's yeah. allergic. It's very bad. It's very bad. The first time we found that out, I was nineteen, and it was Ooh. horrible. I have. Have you ever had hives on every surface of your skin? Yeah, all over. I have your some body? allergies. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh yeah. I've never had hives on my eyelids before. It's not fun. No, it, everything hurts. I had that, mm -hmm. and then it, I, my throat started to constrict. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part. Yeah. Is you can't yeah. breathe. Yeah, that that it is was, so scary. 
the doctor it was so weird the this here's a side uh, journey into my my how i found out that i was allergic to uh coding so i was given some sort of cold medicine for what had coding in it and i became ultra hyper like my mom's like what is wrong with you and i jumped off our deck in the backyard oh. it was snowing so i landed in snow but my mom's like what is wrong with you and then she brought me she's like what's going on with your skin and then everything started breaking out and then my throat started constricting so it it made me slightly crazy and then i had this reaction so oh that's terrifying and that was when I was a teenager, so I don't know if they'd given it to me before then. So it seemed mm. like either it it over time built up or or something. I don't know. It was that was not fun. But I yes, never, I know what the hives feel like. And yeah, I I never actually eaten a raspberry before because I didn't like the smell of them. Mm. So it was, was as if yeah, exactly. <laughs> my body was hand poison. Please don't yeah. eat that. And my my father's mother had a strawberry slash raspberry patch in her backyard, uh, and they would always want me to pick raspberries. I wouldn't even touch them. I'm just like, no, I don't like the smell of them. Well, and it was not my easy to pick either. They're just squishy. No. And uh, my mother, it's my mother's fault that we found out I was allergic to raspberries <laughs> because uh, she had brought. I was I was still living at home at 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And she had brought home like these decadent muffins and she says you've got to have a bite of this it's amazing and i said what is it and she says it's a chocolate raspberry muffin and i said you know i don't like raspberries and she says oh you've never even eaten a raspberry you have a bite of this and you know she can get very insistent when she wants mm -hmm. to be and i knew she wouldn't leave me alone and so i took a, a bite of it immediately it's disgusting to me and i spat most of it back out <laughs> And, and she thought I was just being overly dramatic. Dramatic, yeah. So, But overnight, the hives started and broke out all over my body. And I can remember, like, scratching my head in my sleep and going, why do I have mosquito bites on my head? And then I got Ooh. up in the morning um, to go to work, and I've got hives everywhere. And I went up to show my mother, and I said, look what you've done to me. <laughs> Uh, I have a food sensitivity, not like an allergy to to mushrooms. And yeah. my dad was the, like, didn't believe it. So they put mm. some mushrooms in something. And that was not a fun day. And he's like, Oh, I guess you weren't you weren't just being like, you know, dramatic. Like, yeah, yeah. Folks, just believe your kids. Yeah. When they say <laughs> That they That's have a problem the doctor with the said it. That's the other thing. Like, like, do you think that I just fooled the doctor? Yeah. People are weird. Yes, they are. Uh, so what what uh, what do you want to concentrate on first? Do we want to talk about sort of the kind of the the there's A, B and C plot, really? Kind of, I guess there's A, B, C and D. D. Yeah, there's a lot of different E, F, cheese. Um, well, I love the thing about the, the whole the ships and uh, mm -hmm. the refit and everybody getting yes. new technology. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they're all excited like we are. Yes. <laughs> I know that would be totally. Could you imagine having a badge that you could just like have your hologram of your phone and all the stuff that you normally just have to hold? That would be fantastic. Mm hmm. A tricorder, scanner, mm -hmm. um, transporter, yeah, and communication and all of those things. Wow, I like that. I want one of what those. What I love about the the badge transporter is that you double tap it the way you double tap your ear pods. I mean, it's like, yep. it's, it's very, there's a like, Oh, a familiarity to what they're doing, you know, like the double tap. And 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of Linus just popping up everywhere <laughs> was just, that was so good. It's the best. <laughs> this isn't <Sorry>. engineering. <laughs> yeah. Or it was Stannis is like, don't do that. It's like, I'm sorry. New badge. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Uh. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a new Apple badge, eye badge. <laughs> That's from Dave and Ma. Yeah, we Actually, both have AirPods. Would, so. would, yeah, their their uh, naming convention now, though, it would be the Apple badge. They wouldn't have the eye on it. They're they yeah, it would be the Apple badge. It would either yeah, because yeah, before it would have just been the eye badge. Eye badge, but exactly. now it's the Apple, Apple badge. badge. Apple yeah. badge. I think because they figured out that anybody can kind of use eye. Mm-hmm. And it was used for a lot of other things at the time. So it was indeed. It was and indeed. They, they probably just got tired of trying to go after people in court. Can't use that. Can't <laughs> use that. I mean, maybe they still would. I would if somebody came out with an eye something. I wonder if they would still be like, nope, that's still ours. Mm. <laughs> We're just not using it. I, I don't know if you can copyright a letter, but anyway, <laughs> no, probably not. Um, they would try. I'm assuming. Yeah. So, so I've but, heard. Yeah. That some people don't like the A on Discovery ah. Registry. Let's see. I'll bring here's a, a screenshot of the the newly detached nacelles and I call the Tron Legacy version. Yes, of thank you. That's what I thought. I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow, it's so Tron. And I covered really... Tron, and that's how I met Neville Page, um, who designs a bunch of stuff, which makes me wonder how much of that is actually Neville Page. Mm. But I don't. He's not. He's yeah. not doing like the the um, industrial design of Discovery, so probably not. But it, oh, have you noticed also that they have a lot of ships that have like three or four lights just sort of in a row for mm. some purpose? They're like it, they're just randomly put on the ships, like on the nacelles. There's like three nacelle, three lights on one side, mm-hmm. just like little porch lights almost or something. Like really no. <laughs> They're so, but you yeah. know, if, so people if didn't Discovery, like the a because... I get, I don't know, people didn't like them putting an A on it since it wasn't an entirely new ship, but it kind of is like almost completely in... new. Yeah, it's more of a refit than than some of the other ships that they've done. Yeah, well, and here here is my headcanon on that. Since according to Starfleet and Federation records, Discovery was up. destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> that means this is for all intents and purposes a new discovery yeah so it it actually it didn't bother me at all it was just one of those things like oh it's an a now that's so cute and now i'm hearing all these rumblings about me i don't like the a just weird to me it's like what a thing to die what a thing to be have that be that you're hill to die on Well, you know, um, I just glad it didn't come out all sovereignty. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look like a sovereign class. That was good from uh, lower decks. Uh, yeah, no, um, it's so it's so pretty. It's still it's still my girl. It's still my yeah. girl. And I'm really glad to see that Stargate Atlantis is still canon. I know, right? <laughs> that makes me very happy. Yeah. Uh, a ship flying over the the uh, refit. But looked an awful lot like a puddle jumper from Stargate Atlantis. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A like lot. Even the back door, like the little thing that pops down in the back. It just, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So well, there there is a connection because Connor Trenier did guest star on mm-hmm. a couple episodes of uh, Stargate Atlantis. Was what the was his name? He was the Wraith, but what was it's like Todd the Todd, Todd? It was Todd. Todd, Todd. the Wraith. Oh no, was it Todd? Because I thought Todd the Wraith was um, Christopher Heyerdahl's character. So oh, I, I could know. be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Someone who knows Stargate oh, yeah, you're right. better than I do. That is, I looked it up real quick, but yes, that's. So I don't know what uh, he played. What, did he have a name? I, can, I I'm sure that he did, but I don't remember it. Unfortunately, sure, like it they was, gave him like a goofy name, like kind of like that, like Steve the the Wraith, or yeah. Uh, he had been, I mean, like they restored him to his original form. So, you know, he wasn't wraithy after that, but he is still kind of wraithy in the head, I guess. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah. Was he impersonating a human to start with? I don't know. It says Michael Kenmore. That's what he's playing in IMDb. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Uh, I but no, I think it was that he had been turned into a wraith. Maybe that's. I think I think that was one of those big reveals that the wraith weren't all an original species, but had absorbed other species. Some sort of thing like that has been a long time. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was 2006. (laughs) You watched that, and then you went out and got your animated series. (laughs) Yes, I did. That's exactly right. And I was in my halcyon thirties, and I don't remember everything that happened back then. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Oh, and one one thing I noticed in, when we were looking at the uh, the inside of the ship, there is a um, a blueprint uh, <laughs> like on the screen that is not only not the discovery bef- after it has been refitted, it is the discovery from before the show started when it had squat nacelles and kind of a more squishy body. And yeah, I don't exactly know how that happened. Mm. But that was it was in season one. I saw that. I'm like, oh, the good thing is by you know, they can just take that out in the next season. No, they just brought it back for season three. <laughs> Maybe somebody was on the console looking up old ships and like, oh, this was the history of Star the Starship mm. Discovery, and this was one of its original designs. But yeah, they decided yeah. to elongate themselves. Yep. Uh-huh. That's that's Starfleet was as they're do, upgrading to the programmable matter and stuff. They just found that in the mm-hmm. database and that was just sitting on the screen there. Yeah, I, that's good. Yeah, I, sure. I, that's Why my not? head cannon. There you go. It works for me. I, the pro, I love everybody's reaction to the programmable matter too. And uh, they, they gave a um, like a really good description. Like, so we could actually like, Oh, it's, it's smooth like glass and, mm-hmm. and just the idea of uh, Stamets when uh, Adira re-engineered his, uh, a connection to the spore drive it's like yeah. it looks like it's like goo but when you pull out it's completely dry and gone yeah no residue no residue i wonder if they just shot that backwards because it does go into goo unless it's all 3d it could all be 3d it looks really yeah. good though it looks really condensing yeah. no it does really yeah so and that's kind of like they have gel like that like you 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 know for uh, sanitizing or something mm-hmm. like that where you when it's like suddenly it's just it's dry it's a weird feeling to go it from is. like liquid to dry and you're like it's still your brain kind of tells you it's still there even if it's not mm-hmm. yeah but, i can still feel it yes exactly but I no i i really loved uh just the reaction to that and uh i know, you know the hollow pads <laughs> so oh and there's this is uh 
um, been seen on some of the screens. This is the new Starfleet logo. So there's I a like new, it. Yeah. And I realized that that was the logo that was on the little cardboard thing that they mailed us for the premiere. Because I was just like, oh. we've never seen this logo. Where is this? And it's like suddenly, oh, it showed up in this episode. That's how I was able to actually have one on screen because I just scanned it in. And... Yeah, you had to wait till almost halfway through to find out. Yeah. Well, no, I figured that would happen. I thought, oh, this will be the new Starfleet. But when we saw Starfleet, we didn't really see that the first time. Around. Yeah. So. Yeah. It would make a very nice pin. I wonder if it's a, yeah, it would. I wonder, <laughs> um, wonder when that's coming. I'm assuming it will be coming. It will be coming. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. So, yeah, so they there was the whole that was great. Um, we also got a lot of um, Adira and uh, blue Stamets. or gray. Yeah, sorry. And yes. Adira <laughs> and gray. Colors. Yes. <laughs> blue, gray, green, purple, <laughs> uh, orange. orange yeah. No, I just I really like. Adira and Stamets together. They have a really good. Me too. Just, I love the. It's like everything's in chaos. Oh, those kids and their chaos. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I almost imagine like she's channeling an uh, an older trill like symbiote. Yeah, absolutely. Probably Senna. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounded a little bit like she was doing uh, Tignataro too, mm. just a tiny bit. Mm. So, yeah, I I I, I like that. Ganging up on Stamets, I can see those two like being a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because that scene when she's basically sitting in the floor, <laughs> and she's talking to Gray. Yeah. And Gray's talking about how okay, why aren't we making new memories together? Yeah. Why are why are all the only places I've seen are where you eat, sleep, and work? There's bocce. There's like yeah. a <laughs> tennis court. court you know, yeah. basketball court. All these things, and <laughs> and I just thought, yep, that's more support for my argument that this is not your typical interacting with memories yeah. thing. Which makes so. me wonder if the ship that they were on was not really that. It was a generational ship, but you think they would they would have mm -hmm. all that stuff more than the discovery. It seems like the yeah. discovery is more amazing to her than uh, to Adira, not Adira, to, to Blue. To what is wrong with me? I'm not getting names. Gray, I'm mixing Gray. colors up for some reason. Gray, they think that this is more exciting than you know when mm -hmm. it was. The, anyway, yes. Uh, I kind of wish that maybe we'll get flashbacks to when they were on that ship. I'd be interested to see more of what that was like. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing more of that as well. Uh, I I really do love a couple of things about the whole Stamets and Adira interaction. First mm -hmm. of all, his very heartfelt thank you. Yeah. After she shows him the new interface for the spore drive. Well, wouldn't you be happy to that you wouldn't have yeah. to well, in just, your arms? Just, just that anyone thought yeah. to do that. And then yes. later on, she's, she, you know, she unzips his sleeve and looks at the shunt and is like, I think I can help you with this too. Yeah. Um, but also when Stamets sees her talking to no one and goes and sits with her yeah. and gets her to tell him what is going on. And he and, doesn't think it's strange. I mean, he like, he doesn't yeah. react poorly, which is great. Yeah, he's just like, okay. Or unbelieving, maybe. Because he's seen things. Yeah. He has seen things that anyone else would be like, no. Yeah. No. Wait, your, wait, your partner was 
dead, but isn't. But a mushroom. He was rebuilt by mushrooms. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's far more welcoming to that, and I like the what he says about, you know, he's used to see life and death as these sort of finite things, and Mm -hmm. that there's not just those two things. They're not so singular. He used way better words than I am right now. No, I yeah. I don't I have it written down. The one thing I did write down is he said, my understanding of Trill dot, dot, dot. I'm just like, unless, <laughs> unless this is new knowledge that you just gained, you don't have an understanding of Trill because nobody knew in your era that they had symbionts in them. So yeah, it must have been something that he just learned. Sphere data, sphere data. But nobody knew when the, that Saru broke it to, to Michael. I mean, so. Yeah, but isn't that what the sphere oh, did data it come from the sphere told data? him? Oh, maybe. So, I'm assuming that once they find out that he's a trill, she probably he probably did mm-hmm. some kind of research. Yeah, I mean, she would just go to the computer and look at him up. Yeah. Um, which is weird because they also have future knowledge. If that sphere data, no, they don't. It's just up to that point, right? Oh wait, well, it is just up to that point. Then maybe I don't know. What there I'm weren't trill out. in Discovery's time? No, there were, but the. <laughs> But they didn't, they certainly, unless the, the sphere data went to their planet and downloaded their, um, you know, s- secret uh, files and stuff, they, well, that was not something that was broadcast to anybody outside of their planet. The sphere had been around for over a hundred thousand years and had traveled the galaxy. Hmm. It had knowledge of Kaminar at its very beginnings. Oh, that's true. And so there's no reason yeah. why it wouldn't have knowledge of Trill as well. And this and that was just me places. picking apart a little tiny thing. It was just one of those like, oh. <laughs> where you know where it's something just reads a little bit like that doesn't okay, whatever. Yeah, it did not affect the whole scene at all. And the scene was really beautiful. It was really beautiful. And 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 that travels into that scene that Stamets has with Culber when he's talking about Adira trusting him that day and just mm-hmm. their interaction with each other and it was so you nice know, to see that. Oh, it was like, it was a beautiful thing, and it just made me so warm and fuzzy inside. They could only have have uh, heartfelt conversations when they're in their maroon pajamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they're getting ready for bed, that's when the heart yep. talks come in. Yep. <laughs> I did it's, that for Halloween. Just, I had the 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 little tiny discovery pin and the the maroon. Like went to went to Target and found one that worked. And nice. Like. Like I'm having really comfortable Halloween uh, thing this uh, costume this year. So yeah, no, I just I just really loved that positive interaction between partners, and it wouldn't have mattered what gender they are, but it's especially wonderful that they are, uh, you know, portrayed as just normal. This is just normal because it is just normal, you guys. It yeah. is normal. So. Uh, real quick, a flashback to our previous conversation about. Uh, Connor oh, yeah. and the, the Wraith. Patrick said, uh, Michael Kenmore was an alias that Trip used in the last Romulan war book. So that's yes. right. That, that's, that. that's fantastic. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> the connections, the references. It's just, it's that's the beauty of sci-fi in general is that they yeah. will reference each other all the time. And I love it. It makes me happy. Guy Flagman or whatever he was in um, uh uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, in Galaxy Quest was a character mm-hmm. in one of the recent uh, Star Trek books. 
<laughs> which was hilarious. Not not guy. Actually, it was Rock. The the character I think was the was the character. So just his his reaction. I think it was was um, Jordy is just like what what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> kind of a thing. It was like you are weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he said it quite like that, but Jordy isn't really known for being completely tactful about things that he doesn't really understand or care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, long story short, I am looking forward to seeing more Adira yes. and Stamets. Yep. And I love and the great. side. I like, that... actually like the triangle yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like so I feel like that. that's where, where that actor's chop started coming out. Mm -hmm. Because before that, it's just a lot of pleasant smiling to me that's what it, i was like i was never getting like a i don't i didn't get the personality didn't get into but i just love the three of them kind of bouncing back and forth and her being the translator so mm -hmm. i think that was that was a lot of fun it was indeed i i look I forward if you'll ever to change clothes when it's a memory um, <laughs> i guess he can appear however he wants yeah, I'm just curious. I, if, I like, don't know. It's gonna be like Lisa Simpson, where it's the same outfit over and over again, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, sorry, you're stuck in that outfit for the entire series. Yeah, that's the one you died in, so I'm afraid yeah. that's the one you have to appear yeah. in now. Those are the well, rules. At least it doesn't have bloody marks on it. That could have been. Uh, that is true. That would be yeah. traumatic. Yeah. Uh, so should we move into sort of the main, uh, quote unquote, main story? Sure. With with Michael uh, getting them, oh, we we see uh, Booker's ship arrive, and on screen is Grudge, <laughs> just part of Grudge. The part of Grudge. Well, like, if like you can tell they, they played it, they ran it backwards because the cat was like, yeah. So I don't know if it was supposed to imply that Grudge was the one who pushed the button, or Grudge was just like, what is this flashing? You know, because that was the only thing. I'm like, well, maybe there is more to Grudge. If the cat is actually Grudge. using the communication system. Grudge is a queen. Yep. Cats can be trained. It's just whether or not they'll do what you want them to do on command. True. So they can learn and, things. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they, she just, he, she was taught how to push this button or whatever if mm -hmm. there's trouble or he doesn't show up. And yeah, it probably just that this is where food comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Why is it working? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, I did love that that uh, Tilly is like picking up uh, when Michael is not on the ship and picking picking up Grudge. It's like, did you eat her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a uh, large cat as in scale, but she doesn't strike me as like I don't know what the whole blob and and like just like it's not that bad. She's not, well, when, not overweight. She's just when large. When you stretch her out, it's like this i mean yeah. that cat is really yes. big i i do love that mary wiseman had to pretend to not like cats <laughs> because I'm sure she loves cats I'm assuming. she has a cat oh, she okay. has a cat so uh she has uh, posted stories about her cat before on twitter and instagram so she does love cats so it was just funny with and she did very well i think yeah. portraying the i am uncomfortable yeah. around cats thing and a, hey bud like she's like trying to use that as a a, a cute de deter uh you know in term of endearment but clearly mm -hmm. it's like i'm just using that because i don't want to get attached to you or deal with whatever you are <laughs> it's just like, yep. uh, it was weird that she picked him up and then or picked her up and then uh just then let her down and like now well she's no a, grudge just, just climbed over 
just well, yeah. climbed over her shoulder and started going down her back. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that that was not intentional that they were basically yeah. just like, just go with whatever the cat yeah. does. And you know, that would be hard I, to train that specific movement. I would imagine. So I'm pretty sure that about half that scene was ad libbed. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was, it was. So, so basically Michael, uh, grabbed Philippa and because she, she got this message from Booker. I'm in trouble. I've got this. I found your, your MacGuffin detector, your, your black box. Um, I almost stopped calling it that. Sorry. Uh, and she goes to Saru, which at least she went to Saru the first time. Mm-hmm. She did at least try and say, Hey, this is important. And he's like, Nope, we have to be on standby in case we have to, to, to jump somewhere. And so she grabs Philippa. And just like, It's like, this is an unsanctioned mission and da, 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 da. And then she walks away and it's like, well, are, are you, What's wrong, Philippa? Or, you know, he's just like you had me at unsanctioned mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing is, is that Book said that he had found it. He didn't say that he'd been captured because at that True. point he hadn't. Yeah. But he obviously did, and he said, because you know, if I'm not back, back a, yeah, yeah, if I'm not back in a couple of days, then I'm sending the ship and grudge to you, yeah. etc. And that had been three weeks, so. Yeah. She knew uh, something was wrong. She knew something was wrong. And t- for her, time was of the essence. It's been three weeks. Is he even still alive? And right. I think, honestly, that was her first concern. And the uh, black box information was secondary. Yeah. But she true. made it sound like. But she did. She she, sound like. <laughs> yeah. She reversed that in, in her external uh, communications. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I really enjoyed you know, there and back there, there, uh, Philippa and Michael's banter, mm-hmm. because you can see that how that universe in, in both of the universes, how they both would have interacted with their, their respective Philippas. Yeah. Um, and I just love when she, she's just like, it's like, I didn't love here. And you just see the look <laughs> on, on her face. It was so comedic. It was like, it, it let her be a real person for half a second. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you said love here. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> love here. <laughs> it was like, just the way she said it was just, just She's hilarious. like, I said just, live here. <laughs> yeah. And then she wanders and she's like, uh, it's like your your range of motion ran, runs from cranky to homicidal. <laughs> she, so she Rich walks over to get like a uh, espresso, which she when I turned on the, the caption, because at that point Philippa had gone into her like trance state and we we're having flashbacks to someone named San being mm-hmm. killed or probably dead. Uh, I slowed it down and I grabbed a couple frames. There's a frame of mirror Michael from the back with mm. Philippa on like, I don't know if at that point she was the, the uh, emperor or not, but it kind of looked like it. And, you know, so she's, she's going through that and she's and if you uh, put on the, uh, captions she's like i don't even know why i'm getting co- caffeine my heart's already racing a million miles a minute <laughs> it's like she's like espresso <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she's just, that yeah that flashback it it kind of helps support my initial feeling that she is reliving past trauma that she that's a theme of this, this episode Really, there's a I, hell I mean, of a series, lot. It's the season, yeah. yeah. 
this dealing with trauma because yeah. it's trauma is a very real life thing. Yeah. And there isn't a person on this planet that can't relate to that. <laughs> Especially after so. this year. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so it's great that we're getting it from all these different angles and different approaches yeah. and how people, different people, you know, and she's like the stoic, you know, I'm not going to, you know, don't help me. Uh, and the fact that she, she, she points out, it's like, I, I trusted somebody named Michael before and mm -hmm. look where that got me. So I, I feel like she is lashing out because she is scared and she oh, does yeah. not want to appear weak. Yep. And so she, her, her, crankiness is turned up to 11 now mm -hmm. so i cannot say that i've ever experienced that going through like health issues <laughs> no i i've never experienced that either at all mm. ever it's just uh, so foreign i don't even understand how that emotion works. i know <laughs> it's it's not like that i it's not like i experience sexism almost every single day of my life so you know i don't know what i have to be upset about at all no trauma here I was just talking about my surgery stuff. <laughs> I, 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 even, I wasn't even going into like, you know, the, the greater oh, I know. trauma of everything. No. Yeah. Oh, I have greater trauma than that. That was just the one that I felt was oh, uh, you know, sanitized I, yeah. for your convenience. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that actually would be an interesting conversation to have just trauma in Star Trek in general. Like what, mm -hmm. how the different people, different characters and different eras handle that because clearly you know, in the TOS era, it was very much like man up and mm -hmm. don't, don't deal with it. Kind of, there wasn't even a counselor on the ships. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, the doctor was kind of the counselor to, in a way it was just like, there's something like your bartender is basically your, your counselor. <laughs> well, they do mention that in the cage, you know, that uh, people will mm -hmm. tell their bartender things. They wouldn't tell their doctor. So yep. that's true. <laughs> Uh, I'm really curious to see who's going to play uh, the doctor on, uh, in yeah. Strange New Worlds. I I am curious about many things. I I have seen uh, some videos that actually Kat Walski sent me about uh, casting auditions for other characters on the ship, and I actually oh. found that very interesting. Again, going with diversity, so I really appreciated that. Because they were cool. both for female characters and they were both people of color. So I just thought I am looking forward to this even more now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we did uh, basically the, the plot line that we were talking about that they go to the planet. They run into an Orion who's, as you mentioned, has uh, his his aunt. Is that right? Yes. His, his, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, is in control of this whole syndicate. And this is, this is what uh, he looks like without his makeup on. So we have a very, um, it, it's interesting. I did not expect his, his hair to, to be more, more like really close shaven and mm -hmm. um, which I guess makes it very easy to put on a, a, a wig then and all the stuff that the prosthetics. Yeah. He had a really emo hair. Yeah. <laughs> Really He's well. It it fits that character really. It like does. That. It, it, it it's, totally it's does. weird that it you could say that that haircut fits this person, but it it really mm -hmm. does. It does. Yeah. Uh. So he's you know the kind of the cookie cutter bad guy who's semi incompetent and Q 
kills people to keep them in line. And there's another person that uh, Booker's there with, uh, uh, what's his name? Rin? Rin. Uh, Rin. A, a Andorian who's had both of his, his antennae uh, shaved off. And yeah. he's trying to save him. And by the way, that is played by Mary Wiseman's husband, mm-hmm. who is was a super there's pictures of him at star trek convention so i'm oh, sure this is like a dream come true he's been a nerd since he was very young because he made a little compilation video and put it up on twitter after the episode dropped and he's got some that, pictures yeah. oh it's so great you you see him it, like as an adolescent like probably pre-teen yeah. years or just early teen years and a lot of the time he's with his mom. So his mom was taking him around to all these conventions and she just looked nice. so happy Aww. as much as he did. And I'm just like, this oh, is great. the best thing ever. <laughs> well, it's like a Star Trek family now, you know, Mary it and, is. and him. And I forget his it name really off the top of my head. But his yes. name is Noah. Thank you. Over, over, over it's like a cuts. contracted cats. name. I, yeah, he just goes by Noah AK on Twitter because he, he by his own admission, his last name is very long. So, yeah. You didn't want to use up all the characters. He's he's a dear. He's a, he's a dear person and very interactive. Like all of a sudden, Al fans know who he is, and he's got a whole new level of, of cool. Twitter presence. Yeah. So, and he's just so he's been so kind to everybody, and I am pre- I really love the interactions between him and Doug Jones over this because there's this one oh, picture yeah. that he calls the prom photo, <laughs> where he, Doug is standing behind him in the Saru costume and yeah. kind of has his arm around him, and Noah's got his back to him. They're both staring at the camera like this. That's a prom right. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, great. Oh, oh, so much joy, so <laughs> much joy, and and he's gotten so many good responses from that video and he and Doug Jones have kept that conversation going. He's like, if there's a cure for this, I do not want it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about this, this cast. I think more than like, not that the other ones aren't family and and friendly and stuff, but there, there's something about this that was instantly, they like, they gelled and you don't hear any, there's not even whispers of like, Oh, so-and-so doesn't really like so-and-so, you know, there's just, there's, you know, there's not really any of that. I mean, it could exist, I suppose, but they're very good at hiding it if there is. Um, yeah, but no, I, they, I mean, they're doing D and D together. Uh, yeah, they and, are. Which I'm, I'm actually want to talk to Outpost Thirteen and see if we can get them to do a D and D show here. I think that'd be fun. That would be so great. Um, and uh, yeah, just it was just fantastic. Oh, speaking of of Outpost Thirteen, real quick before I forget. Uh, mm. If you watch the, or if you get this in the audio version, you'll have to go back and watch it uh, on the network as a rerun. But tonight at 7 p.m., we're doing Friend Fiction, which is every other week. And it's where uh, Michelle King and Lisette Jean Marie get together and talk about like their favorite fictional crushes and who they're thirsty for, basically, <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, Mary Shifa will be joining them tonight. They're talking about Kylo Ooh. Ren. Mm. So it should be interesting. And I'm the moderator. I have actually am not uh, uh, caught up with all my Star Wars movies. So after we hang up here, oh, I hang up here after we, we walk <laughs> off here, uh, I am going to start watching Star Wars movies. 
Yeah, well, um, it's it's not even so much Kylo Ren for me, for me as it is just Adam Driver in general. So, because he's got a great sense of humor, and I just really appreciate yeah. a guy with a great sense of humor. Well, in the first so. movie, I'm just not like, eh. he just feels like kind of an emo, mopey Darth Vader. I'm oh yeah, like, no, eh, he whatever. Yeah, it's, 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 and that's why I'm saying it's not really Kylo Ren. It's, yeah. it's Adam Driver. I'm thirsty. Yeah, for. I saw some videos of but, him. He's like hilarious talk it was he like is. referring to other tweets and stuff that people had posted he's like i don't i don't even understand why they think this is funny you know or whatever mm. and it's like here's me smiling and it like is gradations of him being like just straight faced to the point to the end where he's like grinning and so he's mm. commenting on each of the the levels of what he was feeling <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah so yeah oh yeah he's uh he's hosted saturday night live a couple of times and he's just been gold every time yeah he, i just really enjoy him yeah Oh. Uh, so yeah, so that was kind of that plot line. Um, yeah, and I, the guy didn't die, and he didn't die. Was, that is the subversion yeah. of expectations. Because I was just when he got when he knocked book out of the way and he got hit in the chest. I'm like, no, now he's gonna <laughs> die. And so I was really surprised that he survived. Yeah. Surprised and pleased. So I'm there, there is that. that how many how much collateral damage they had after they said oh most of these people are slaves so let's yeah. just shoot as many of them as we can as we leave i mean i can see philippa doing it but michael seems it seems like she could have been a little bit more like hey let's not try and destroy everyone down there because they they've all been sold into servitude basically well they weren't shooting the slaves they were shooting the guards who were shooting at the slaves so the slaves were running for a transport ship and the guards were trying to shoot them down. And that's when the ship flies through in a very Star Wars way between those two buildings <laughs> and just starts firing. That actually, you know, I got a little emotional at that because, you know, I really love it when someone comes in to save the day at the last second and it looks really cool at the same time. So... Yeah. I was, um, that was, and then, and then when they just, they, they go out and instead of turning around, the ship reconfigures itself. What yeah, the, what that is that? Cool. Yeah, that oh was really gosh, cool. This is so cool. Which is what we saw in the beginning of the, of the, in the intro, but I just thought it was just showing them, showing an exploded view, but it's not, it's like, that's what the ship yeah. actually does. Yeah. I was, it was just crazy and amazing. And I loved it. Oops. Uh, so yeah, um, and also in that scene when one of the uh, big tankers is crashing, I noticed that it sort of looks like it has an Excelsior saucer. I don't know if these are old ships that were sort of like glued together from mm. leftover parts or if it was actually manufactured that way and it's from that era and it's just a tanker or something that we've never seen. But it definitely it's is a saucer section from that era. Well, it was a salvage yard, so it could have been cobbled together from many mm -hmm. different pieces. That is entirely possible. And the reason that I, I picked out the Excelsior to start with is that the way that the, the edge of the saucer is angled, it's angled down instead of up like the 1701, mm -hmm. like original. But... Yeah. Yeah. It could uh, be. So who knows? I'm curious mm -hmm. to see what, if they talk about those and some of the behind the scenes making of or... It shows up in Eagle Moss ships or something. I feel like mm -hmm. there's so many ships now that they are not going to be at a, a, a loss for <laughs> they're they're not going to run out of ships at this point. Although that sort of reduces my my chance of hopefully seeing animated series ships. But 
Well, they're doing a lot of ships at the same time because True. they're not just doing Star Trek stuff. They're doing Battlestar Galactica yeah. stuff, and you know they're they're not confined to just certain sci-fi series. So they're they're producing a lot of different stuff, and I think that there's absolutely room for animated series ships in there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So get on that, Eagle Moss. Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, so uh, what is your overall impression of the, the whole... Because you, you were saying you saw things that other people didn't yeah. see. What's... Well, this, this was an episode where people were discovering things about themselves. Because, again, the show isn't named Discovery just because of the ship. <laughs> Um, and that's made that was made clear to me in season one, but it's now even more it went and more clear in season two. Like the fact when Pike says he's glad that he got to watch Michael discover her heart. I mean, can you yeah. get more clear than that? But uh, Michael has discovered that she is a terrible first officer, and she used to be a great first officer, but she's a different person now, and now she's a terrible first officer. She's also but discovered she, she took her pin off at the end too, which I wonder how much that is actually like I'm done with Starfleet or just mm. a just a visual I, kind of like you know it seems like in the next episode in the teaser that we see her doing something. So yeah, she's still in uniform in the next teaser, so yeah. I'm not gonna count her out. She's just got some things to work out, and I think that yeah. this thing has has propelled her into this sort of broken down moment where she has to figure out exactly what she is doing. What does she want? Yeah. Where does she belong? And can she have it all basically? So, and her feelings for book have complicated that. And yeah. so she thinks it has to be one oh, or the other. Yes. That's what we didn't talk about that. They actually, yeah. They are now an item. Well, they were before, but they they kissed. They did, and I was jealous of her in that moment. <laughs> Sorry, I have been a fan of David Ajala for a little while now, <laughs> you guys. So yes, I, I admittedly, yeah, that would be it would be a good real life thing. My my concern or just frustration, I don't know, is that I was really enjoying them being friends and mm. avoiding the cliche of falling in love because. There is no reason for that to happen. That she Disagree. she's discovering. If she's discovering herself, <laughs> she can she can be an independent person, not needing a love interest. And in fact, given all of the things that she's been going through, and all of them, no, none of those people should start a relationship at this point because that's just not great. Don't don't make a huge life change in the middle of a crisis or a bigger change. So yeah. I, to me, it felt like Lower Decks actually did that better between Mariner and Boimler than Book and Michael. Well, That's my personal I, opinion. I just like, I'm like, oh, great. I know everybody well, else was like, yay, thank God. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not happy about that. Well, first of all, they have insane chemistry. The actors do. So, but second of all. Michael's first experience with love ended in trauma and pain. And for me, it was an important step to see her grow past that and be able to feel like, oh, I can have another relationship 
and the exact just first one that she ever saw on the it's like it's just it it feels like a very disney like i fell in love with the prince in a day we i don't know um there's a whole year of her life we I didn't see i understand that but it's literally she is the he's the first person that she saw in this universe yeah and they timeline. didn't they did not get along at first so For about five seconds yeah well they had they were forced to work together they had no choice and they ended up learning about each other which made them not so testy towards each other so the thing is is that the Best romances are built on friendship, which is what theirs was. Because you can have all the sexual chemistry in the world, but if you don't have a friendship, because sex right. goes away. <laughs> you know, sex is not there all the yeah. time. And so do you still Even have that connection? <laughs> Even mm, No, it would never go away with David Ajala. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> He's so beautiful. There's no comment from Dave the Mod. That's so interesting. Oh, he's so used to this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's a, he's adorable. But, you know, that's the thing is that yeah. sex is only, you know, it's an important part of relation, a relationship. But time-wise, it's a small part of a relationship. And it's all of those moments outside of that that make a relationship work. And they've already built that foundation. So... You know, it didn't bother me that they transitioned into this new phase and that she has the ability to love again after being hurt so badly before and after her first relationship. So for me, it was growth for her. Okay. That was my, that's how I saw it. Yes. But uh, yeah, another thing that we, that was, interesting character development for me was Saru realizing that he could have done things differently with Michael wanting to go on this mission that he could have taken it to Vance and Vance might've said no, but he might've said yes. And I feel like that's, that's the whole thing. And I think he learned something very important about himself and yeah. about how he's going to react to these situations in the future is Honestly, it never hurts to ask because if you're told no, have you lost anything? No, you're in the exact same position you were before you asked. But if you get a yes, you know, mm -hmm. it, you'll never get a yes unless you actually ask. Right. And he said something really that the first time that I watched the episode didn't hit me as hard. But the second time, and I think that it was also because the subtitles really punched it into my face. <laughs> that he are great for that. Mm -hmm. But he says to Michael that, you know, he offered, maybe he offered her that first officer position as, you know, as trying to return of some semblance of what once was, but things are not as they were. Yep. These and were that's, all feels like it's written for this time in our history. And, it I know. and it's just crazy. I yeah. know. And I was just so messed up by notes. that. Like, there's no the, the getting back to normal. Like there is no normal to get there, back to. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing is just, you know, and I'm going to say something that may be perceived as political, but it's not. And if you're politicizing it, stop it. Um, we need to accept that the world we came from no longer exists. Our world has fundamentally changed. We're living in a post-COVID-19 era now. Yeah. 
There is no going back to normal because normal does not exist anymore. All the things that we did in February and early March, that's gone. That's gone. And sadly, there are a lot of other things that have gone with it and may never return because of that. And is that the fault of any one person or any group of people? No. But the fact that people will not accept that this is our reality and refuse to protect others by doing the simplest of recommended things like wearing a mask because of that, 250,000 people are dead. And we still can't, as a nation, fully accept the reality that we have killed our own people because we can't accept this isn't the way the future is going to be. And it, it just... I'm sorry to get emotional. Actually, I'm not sorry to get emotional. I'm not sorry to get emotional. I'm never sorry to get emotional. But if it makes other people uncomfortable, I apologize for that. But we have to accept that we need to move forward, that we need to accept that what was is no more, and we need to create a better future. Because what we had before wasn't working. Otherwise, this wouldn't have happened on the scale that it did. So yeah. stop saying it's a hoax. Stop acting like wearing a mask doesn't matter because these things do matter. Stop acting like those 250,000 dead people don't matter. All of these things matter. And the only people who can change this and make a different future is us. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> No, I, I completely agree. And, and I have like my own unique frustration given that I have uh, I had a heart transplant and I have a, a compromised, not compromised, a suppressed immune system. Um, I've this has been my life like since for the last seven years, actually seven years tomorrow. Um, I when there's a fl cold and flu season, I stayed at home. I wore a mask. I mean, I, I did all of this stuff that everybody else is like, oh, I can't do it. It's like going to make me pass out. If a person who has had a heart transplant and has gone through all this stuff can put on a mask a day after the transplant and be forced to walk around the ICU because that's what they wanted me to do, mm -hmm. uh, you can do it. I did not pass mm -hmm. out. And and yeah. you, soccer mom and, and, you know, like dad from work or whatever i don't know why i said that um you know put on the damn mask and just suck it up you know it's yeah it's not about your liberty yeah it's about saving lives and why can't you have that enough empathy to protect other people but they're also now saying that it also can help you i mean if you if mm -hmm. you don't want to if it if you really just don't care about other people or if you only care about your little pod of people this also protects you mm-hmm yeah, it's just, yeah. and it's not something that should have anything to do with politics. It should just be common sense. Yeah, that's what to me is so weird. It's like when this happened, I'm like, oh, this is a crisis, but this is a crisis I can deal with. I understand how to deal with it, and mm -hmm. I can help other people, you know, in in my immediate, uh, you know, sphere of influence. And it's, I just like, I could just see the nation all coming together, and like, we'll 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 you know knock this out before any other beat no it just like 
I have to say, unfortunately, over the last year, I have lost so much faith in other people. And mm. I Star Trek is something for me that I have to watch because yes, if same. I don't, then I just like what and I'm not saying that, you know, it's it is a TV show. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But the people that it brings together and the message that it has is more important than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely yeah. agree. So there you go. There's your weekly brandy cry. Um, so oh, yeah, no, I'm I, uh, six. Well, six I was going to start six. yelling. So yeah. <laughs> and that's you'll, fine. You'll, you'll cry. I'll yell. It'll just be a <laughs> it's perfect will... combination. Yeah. Uh, we just need somebody on to laugh and then like, like find yeah. everything funny. Actually, I do that sometimes when I get to the point where it's just like, okay, I, I don't know how to react anymore. So now it's all a joke. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, I've had that reaction before where something has just horrified me to the point where I think, oh, I, uh, and, and instead of crying, I just start laughing and then I start mm -hmm. crying later. But I yeah. just like, of course this is happening. Of course yeah. it is. Why did I think it would be any different? I know is what humanity like when... is like. I worked in yeah. retail. I know. <laughs> well, like the other day, like just everything was kind of like not important things, but just dumb things were going wrong. And I like I yeah. made lunch. I'm like, I'm going to go to my desk. I'm going to eat and just going to take a breath. And I dropped my food on the way to the office. I'm like, no. And I just started laughing. I'm just like, <sighs> OK, that's this day. I got it. All right. Yeah. And I, I think mm -hmm. that just kind of helped remove the what it could have been me spiraling into just super frustration. And I was like, Nope, I'm, I'm, you know, this is happening. I'll deal with it. And then I'm not going to let it get to me on a deeper level because the universe is not trying to like make my day horrible by making me drop my lunch. That was no. just me not paying attention. <laughs> it was like, no, you usually those, when those smaller things happen, it's the, it's the last straw on top of a much deeper problem. Yeah. Yeah, And so that's when I go to pieces and try to deal with that other problem. That it's like now nibble is... to death by ducks. Yeah. <laughs> and I like have actually, I've been chased by ducks before. They are mean. <laughs> yes. And geese they are too. Are me oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. And they hurt when they bite you. <laughs> oh, yes. So. I, I We have photos my mom was pulling out of, of all three of my, my, two, my brother, two brothers and me in the back of a, like a, it must have been like a station wagon standing mm. on the thing, just screaming and like kicking away the geese and the ducks. And they're like, my parents are just laughing. And like, we're terrified that these birds mm. are coming after us. My brother was like maybe two or three. And, and the other one was, you know, fairly, <sighs> fairly a little bit younger, but yeah. Oh, that was, that was an interesting day. <laughs> yeah. To say so. the least. Oh, <sighs> So, uh, I guess we could wrap up here and just remind everybody, speaking of get coming together and talking, we have our, our round table next week, which I'm, I'm for me, just because Thanksgiving is around the same time. Uh, tomorrow is my transplant anniversary. Thanksgiving is a few days later. And my best friend, Matt Pittner, his birthday is on this year. It's on Thanksgiving. Um, and for the last couple of years, I have spent all of those with friends and together and thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday and so mm. having something to look forward to with a bunch of people is you know even though it's online it's just it, it's really I, it's that's what i'm thankful for yeah 
Me too, because, you know, we're not going to visit family this year either because my mother's 82 and we have to protect her. So we're not going to go to her house. Neither I nor my sisters or their husbands were not going to her house. And she was the one who said, yeah, no, I don't want you guys to come. So we're all doing our own little thing for Thanksgiving. But it's still because I'm thankful for Trek, like really thankful. Yeah, It has gotten me through a lot of things and it's been a part of my life for my entire life. So, of course, I would want to celebrate that with people. Yeah. Trexgiving. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm Black Alert Friday or Black, Black Friday <laughs> Alert. However we want to phrase it. Black Alert Friday. I like that. Yeah, I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what, uh, what Bill hashtagged it, which I thought was great. Yes. Uh, oh, and speaking of more Star Trek, uh, coming up at 2 o'clock is the Improvised Generation on screen, and they're doing, like, a film noir. I think they're doing more like, uh, mm-hmm. like a, what is it? Um a Dixon Hill sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I saw uh, Aliza Pearl had different outfits, like, you know, sexy noir of uh, femme fatale stuff that she was trying on an Instagram. So this should, should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So that's coming up in about a half hour. And if you are listening to this, the audio version, you can either get a subscription to outpost 13 and watch it there. And I think at some point later down the road, then they show up on YouTube as well. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that kind of does it for today. I'm sorry. I was laughing at Dave's comment. What? <laughs> oh. Maltese bird of prey. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, noir. It's just involved. Yeah. Oh, that would be, oh no, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I want them to use that title. Now. Oh, that was so great. Oh, Dave, I love you, baby. I love you. <laughs> okay. If, if anybody is still around after this wants to to join, they ask for a reason to travel. That is the, mm-hmm. the call. I, I'm assuming that they're going to do the same thing this week. Uh, so if anybody has an idea for like, what's a reason to travel? Uh, pop over in a half hour to the same 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 bat time, same bat channel uh, and and give your suggestions. And, and maybe we'll get the Maltese bird of prey in there somehow. <laughs> Oh, that's I love Just it. an invisible stand, like a, a stand. <laughs> nothing on it. <laughs> it's perfect for improv. Because it's, look, you're holding it. I've, I've got the multiple <laughs> bird of prey. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. This works on so many levels. Oh. I'm going to oh, have to make boy. that like the, the book cover or something for that, <laughs> even, if, even if we don't have it in the show. That's amazing. I love it. <sighs> Well, thank you, everybody. We will see you on Friday. Oh, and we are not going to have a show on Saturday because after doing three hours of a show before, we are going to take that as our vacation and Thanksgiving break. So, yes, uh, and, bring and your leftovers. Join us in the chat room. Win some pins, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll have at trekalliance.org. We'll have all of the links the day of, or maybe a little bit before. Uh, we'll primarily be broadcasting on YouTube on on Outpost Thirteen. So that's kind of a new thing, uh, and then. Facebook and Twitter and I've never seen anybody live broadcast on Twitter so that'll be interesting yeah I don't know much about it so do they respond with tweets like do we see that show up in StreamYard I don't know it's it'll be interesting it's all a we'll grand experiment out. yep yeah all right live long and prosper everybody and happy Thanksgiving 
Infinite Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Coconut! Thank you.